Hello everyone, thanks for tuning into my channel. She Who Speaks is the name. Um, today I will be talking about sex trafficking and human trafficking. And I will be sharing two experiences on how I was almost lured in. And um, give you some information and tactics on how people are bringing and luring others in. I will be sharing information on that today. So stay tuned. I'm going to jump right in and let you guys know. Um, this is a very touchy subject, so please understand if I'm stalling or if I'm taking my time to get the conversation out is because I'm nervous and um, it's a touchy subject. And I haven't expressed this situation and um, honestly, I haven't uh, explained this to most of my friends or my family members um and also my parents as well like um this is something that i'm letting out to the world and i want others to know that this is really serious and it can happen to you your family members your friends and if you have experiences and you never talked about it or shared you know your experience with anyone this is a time and a place where you can come in and join and know that you are not alone and you will be heard your voice is always heard and your experience that you have whether it didn't happen or happened all the way it's serious and um if you are a survivor of sex trafficking and human trafficking, you are amazing and you are blessed. And um, I'm happy you are here. And I wanted to say that. Um, I'm going to jump right in and let you know that um, for those who do not know, sex trafficking is a crime. It's when men, women, and children are forcefully involved in commercial sex acts. Okay, in the United States, a minder under the age of 18 engaged in commercial sex acts is automatically considered a victim of sex trafficking under the law. This is a worldwide, you know, problem. It's estimated that there are, you know, 4.5 millions of victims of sex trafficking. And they are saying like every five minutes, two children are sex trafficked every single day um the false promises are ways in which traffickers bait and enslave their victims both adults and minors so please stay aware of your surroundings and your get to know your friends and get to know your family members as well i want you to know this happens in indigenous populations as well, where there, um, there are mostly people who lack rights, um, basic services such as education, and this makes people very vulnerable to sex trafficking. Uh, many times people come from communities that are offered false employment opportunities, and this happened in major cities, you guys, you know, um, in the U.S., Atlanta is really hot for sex trafficking right now. That 
the you know the stripping they'll say live prostitution now the pimps you know everybody wants to have that type of I guess exotic body you know this image but it's also attracting people I'm not saying that you can't have that body but I'm just saying it's attracting the wrong type of um, crowd so um Atlanta right now is the hot spot Vegas is really big for sex trafficking California you know San Diego San Francisco Texas um in different countries you know it's just all over it's everywhere you know it's not just in one spot so I don't want you to think that oh it just happens there it doesn't happen here or it doesn't happen in my city or my community it happens everywhere you guys and now and I will never be um the person to say it will never happen to me or never happen here if I hear something, I know that I have should, I should be aware, I should be alert, and I should be more educated um, in this situation. So again, boys um, and men are are um, you know exploited too. They're sent to work overseas. They're in construction. They're in agriculture. You know, and also they're forced to. Um, do commercial and sexual acts as well um women and young girls may be offered jobs so you need to be on the lookout for that they mostly target teens um for the jobs as well because you know they're you know they're easy to target they don't really think too much into things they just know oh it's a job offer and they offer me 15 dollars you know, and that's not something that's really normal for a teen to make because that's considered a lot of money for a teenager. Um, and they'll call over the phone. They'll get your information. They'll try to get you to, um, you know, to come to a certain area. And without you informing your parents, you know, and not thinking anything of it, they'll try to have you come out and have an interview. And next thing you know, you lured to somewhere, to a building. And you think you're going there for a job. So, um, yeah, women are offered jobs, um, models, like modeling, to become nannies, to become houseworkers. You're coming in to do work and, you know, maid services, stuff like that. You want to be careful because the houseworkers definitely um, are in um, different countries as well. But you're all, uh, there's actually, you you are actually trafficked to work in different homes, um, perform sex acts, you're getting abused. Um, there's also another one, waitresses, you know, dancers, um, escorts, stripping, all of those things you want to really be careful about. Look more into it, get the information, the number, the managers. You want to look more into a company before you even go and step foot outside. You don't want to go into a job where you don't know anything about the company, whether you're looking it up, whether you just want to do, um, you know, just a little run through the day before just to see what's happening, see the environment, see what it look like, see who are the people going in and out of the building, um, who's around it to get people information and how long the company been up for, you know, to get the customer review, see if it's legit and Honestly, it's getting really dangerous to the point where 
when you look up something, I mean, there are fake reviews, there are fake ads, there are fake jobs, there's fake locations. It's getting to the point where, you know, if you just trust yourself, if it's not something you want to do, you feel uncomfortable with, just do it. Also, you know, you'll have a friend of a friend that will refer you to a job, that'll recommend you. You know, you want to make sure who your friends are and what are they involved in and why do they recommend you. So you want to, you want to basically do the, um, the detective work, sorry. Um, so also you want to look out for, um, agencies that offer cross, you know, cross country dating services. You want to be careful with that, you know, because however, upon arrival, these individuals, you know, are abused, they're threatened, they're killed and sold into the sex industry, um, mostly traveling. I want to be uh, very clear on this. I'm not saying going to different countries, you're going to be learning and to, you know, be nervous or don't go. I'm just saying like some things that I'm, I look more into and I peep, like if, if just to say if I was going to the Bahamas and and I did before and I was on the um the cruise ship and I was I know everyone's intoxicated drunk and having a good time I'm just saying like when I was there I noticed that all the people that were on the boat were foreigners from different countries like from like Alaska from the Philippines from the Philippines from Japan um from Africa it was just people all over the world um and I noticed that they weren't happy and I'm not saying that they were forced to do the job it was just one particular guy stood out and he was saying that he missed his family and I was like is this something that you normally do he was like no I took this opportunity because they promised you know you know opportunities and to make good money and I haven't seen my family in four months and he was like sometimes I communicate with them but they only give us a certain time to answer the phone or to, you know, to have connection with them because we travel so much and we don't have good service. And instantly, you know, me being young, I just knew that was an alert. And I'm not saying that he was human, you know, traffic and he was trafficked to do that. Other people do have the option to go and travel and to support and make money for their families. And a lot of people do do the visa and travel to make money. I met a lot of um, different people from across the world, even when I worked for, in Bush Gardens. Um, and they did, did the, the visa and then the kids came over. Well, they're not even kids. They were adults. And they, they just look really young. And I met people from Rome, from Egypt, from Jamaica you know, all the way from the Netherlands. It was it was amazing. There were good people, Germany, everywhere. But I just know, like, with certain things like that, most people are lured into that, you know, for employment and opportunities. So it's just to be careful because you never know what somebody's going through. And just, just the whole environment was, um, it wasn't a good experience for me because I just felt the energy was just really off. And... The people that was there working and then it was um people that was from that from india that were indian and like they were just they would just give that that work a look um and just 
you could just tell that they were just really treated bad um and like they were really fearful um something happened so I immediately got scared and I, I mean I would like praise them you know awesome thank you so much you know all those things when they would come around because I could tell like something was off but in that environment you just got to be really careful and just be mindful that the when you go on these trips um they do get paid little they are working they want you to have the greatest experience you can have but you have to understand that that's how they make their way of living um so just be careful um yeah traveling people come come there upon arrival men women they're everywhere they're killed um they're being sold they're being used for sex um and i want you to know traffickers they keep their victims under their control by saying that they'll you know they'll be free after they pay their debt off when they come into their presence or you got to pay this certain amount and i mean they feel like you know it's no way that i can pay this so i have to do my time in order to be with my family in order to go back home and most times you know they don't get to go, they don't get to go back cuz they have to keep you know that cycle going over and over again um so just be careful about that so that was just a little information on that i want to actually share my first experience on um how i was almost traffic um I was in high school actually and I believe I was 16 at the time yeah I was 16 and I was with my best friend and we're going to call her Jay and me and Jay we were going headed to Walmart because um I guess we needed some type of um equipment I guess for a project we needed we did ask our parents but they both was like you know go go catch the bus you know you guys need to learn some independence you know you you don't want to depend on us so much you know we were both we were both very independent you know um so we didn't make too much of a fuss about it we went out we walked to the bus stop um we were waiting on the HRT we were coming out of Lee's Mill and everyone all know like you got to walk all the way out of Lee's Mill to go to the bus uh stop and wait. So we were waiting and a car had pulled up and it was a friend of a friend that we've known. He stayed in the neighborhood as well. He's going to go by the name of D. D stayed in the neighborhood. We hung out with him more in the neighborhood like a total of twice, two times. Um we went to school together. He had a sister. You know, she was we were never friends with her. She was always had bad vibes. Um with him, he was okay. We didn't talk to him that much. He was into his um own thing. He had his own set of friends outside of high school. Mostly men and they were we could tell that they were older, so you know, we just let him do his own thing. He was affiliated with gangs. Um with me and Jay and everybody else. He was really nice to everybody. Um so He was really cool. Like he talked to us here and there. But when we were at the bus stop, he had um he was in a higher grade than us as well. So we were like in ninth no, yeah, 10th, 10th grade. And um I think he was 
going to the 11th or the 12th grade. He was in one of them, and he's, he had a car and everything, so I didn't know if it was his car or not, but when he pulled up, I knew he drove. When he pulled up, um, he asked, hey, what you guys doing? And we were both at the bus stop, and he was like, oh, we waiting for the bus. And he was like, oh, where y'all going? Y'all need help? And we was like, oh, no, we were just waiting for the bus. You know, we got to go to Walmart to pick up some stuff. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, he was very engaging, willing to help. And he was like, I'll take you guys there. And, you know, me and Jay was, like, looking at each other like, okay, but I don't think that that's something that we really wanted to do. Uh, we knew of him, but it was just, like, it wasn't something that we would normally do to get in his car. Um, so I guess we had just went, we just went with it. And honestly... I know she felt uncomfortable, and I felt really uncomfortable, too, because we were supposed to ride the bus, and we ended up getting in the car with someone that we barely even knew. It was just because we went to school, and that was it. So we were driving, got in the car. He was like, oh, don't sit in the front, sit in the back to my friend, Jay. And I was getting in the back anyway because I didn't want to sit next to him. And he was like, oh, it's just stuff up here I just I just want you know my front seat to be mine we was like oh, okay so that made it awkward um then after we was driving for a little bit um he had a phone call and then the phone call was like oh I guess he was asking what were you doing and he was like oh I got my um two girlfriends in here right now <clears throat> we're heading there now I had to pick them up they said we we're going somewhere but we had in there right quick real quick and then um once he had got off we was like um what do you mean he was like oh y'all want to come with me i gotta make a stop me and my friends they out they want to chill hang out with y'all you know get to know y'all and um we felt very uncomfortable we was like no we actually got something to do we can actually get out and you know catch the bus where we are and he was very like demanding like no you guys are gonna stay everything's fine I'll take you where you're gonna go but he was trying to still manipulate us into going where he wanted us to go which we didn't know where we were going who we were going to see and who he was talking to on the phone so that really put a lot of fear in us because we were in an environment and we were stuck in someone else's vehicle uh, without anybody knowing where we were um after that, we were about seven minutes away from Walmart, and Jasmine decided to call her mom while we were in the car because we were like, we just wanted to get out, and he was saying no. So um, he had pulled over and made a stop somewhere, and when he had pulled over to make a stop, we were going to get out the car, and Jasmine called, uh, well, Jay, who I already said her name, um, she called her mom, but the, her mom did not pick up. And when she didn't pick up, she sent a text immediately and was like, you know, we're here. Don't feel safe. The guy picked us up, D, and he won't let us out the car. He said we can't get out. So that was an alert. That was the message that saved us. And we're at, we're at this such and such place right now. She told us our location. And, um... He was on the phone. We could hear her. He was like, they're right here right now. They're right here right now. What y'all going to pull up and, like, do this? You going to get them? Or you want me to come because 
they're saying they don't want to come, but I'm trying to get them to come. And we were, me and Jay was like, you know, we need to get out the car right now because this guy's not letting us out. I don't know what he's trying to do with us. We should never get in the car with him. So we trying to get out, right? And when we trying to get out, he could get out. We thought the car was unlocked because he got out. We tried to get out on both sides. <laughs> he had knobs in the car, but the the knob in the car would not release. So I believe he got he had put some type of lock. I, I don't know if it was child lock. I don't think it was child lock. But he had a certain type of locks on the two doors in the back. And we could get we could not get out. And that's when we was like, what the heck? Oh my gosh. And he did have a gun in the car. Um, like I said, he was affiliate affiliated with um in gangs, um, like all of those other things, like drinking, all of all that. He was like consider I guess a thug <laughs> but he was young so um we were both looking at each other we were scared and <sighs> I noticed in that moment that we were in trouble and we had to think of something like in that moment it was fight or flight but we had to think about the moment and we froze we froze in the moment and then like we were thinking this is gonna go bad if we don't think of a a plan but he and he got back in the car we just played it out like god was really on our side um we played it out and he got back in the car he was like yeah my god's about to pull up y'all going with us um and we were like we're not going just like that he was like yeah y'all are it was like we're not going um jay she was like my mom's coming right now we told her where we are we told her who you are and you're refusing to let us out the car and we don't feel safe and we're telling you we're willing to walk you don't have to do that so he immediately got pissed and he was like i'm willing to let y'all out the car you told your mom and this and that he was like all right so he called again um he called that person while we were in the car we were all in the car together because he got in the car he was like um basically oh we turned to plans they can't come with us they tripping just forget it so i guess the guy was like all right what do we get him on the phone and he immediately, when he got off the phone, he immediately said, get out. Y'all can get the F out. Get the F out of my car. And we was like, okay. And we tried to get out the car. We couldn't. And he had hit like a certain lock. He got out. And we got out. So, um, and then he pulled off real fast. Like, left us where we were. And um, we walked majority of the way. Well, well all the way. Yeah, we walked to, um, all the way to. Walmart, mind you, we're 16, <laughs> and we walked to Walmart, and um, we did not catch the bus back home. Jay mom came to pick us up immediately, and um, come to find out, we did not report it to the police, and I don't know why. Um, I guess the guys in the neighborhood who he was beefing with the other game. Uh, Jay ended up telling them 
and they beat him up really bad um which I didn't promote to do I didn't say anything I just was so shocked I kept like I told my sister um and at the time I don't know if I told my mom because I was nervous um and I'm talking about like my foster mom by the way I don't know like I I didn't end up telling her because I was embarrassed and for one I got into a car and she didn't know and she told me to go to the bus and I went to the bus and I just was embarrassed I was shocked that it happened and I didn't want to get in trouble so that experience really like shook me it was just more so trust in someone that I didn't know um, just like that I could have vanished I was going to the bus stop didn't go to the bus stop got in the car it was somebody that we knew we thought that we knew that person we did not know that person at all we didn't know who it was who his friends were you know anything about D um, his involvement like what he was interested in and he refused to let us out his car. Um, come to find out later on, he was involved in trafficking and messing with other women and forcefully um, holding them against their will. He definitely did some time down the road while um, once he got out of high school, I guess he was more involved in that. So that was something that was really serious. Um, I didn't think it was like that gonna be that bad, but it actually became really like bad because I just heard so much more about him and I'm blessed that we made it out of that situation and in that moment we were calm and we thought it through and we got out of that situation immediately. Um, I also want to talk about um my second experience as well when I was walking to um, my favorite place our city center Um, it's a a pond area it's a big waterfall and uh, one day last summer um, around May in 2019 yeah around 2019 around that time I went out for a walk I was by myself my phone was charged, not fully charged, it was charged halfway. And I went out to just, you know, relax, read, write a little bit, walk around. Now, mind you, I wasn't exposed. My body wasn't exposed. Um, I had on some jeans, some workout um, gear, basically, sneakers, a top. And, you know, my hair was semi-done. Um so I, I thought that was something that stood that stood out. That's why I'm saying I wasn't exposing myself for to gain attention, but that wasn't the case. So basically, when I had one out, um, I had a good time. I decided to walk back home because I knew that it was going to get dark soon. So I don't want to um, I don't want to leave when it was getting semi dark or it was just completely dark. I wanted to leave before that. So I left around maybe four. And at the time, um, I think it was a holiday. 
um, Oval City Center is a movie theater called Cinemark. It was used to be called Paragon, and it's a it's a it's a back way you can come in and a front way. I decided to take the back way home. Now I didn't trust my instincts because I was lazy and I didn't want to walk the 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 um, long way where everybody was at. And um, it would took me about ten minutes to get home versus five to six minutes to get home if I made a a shortcut so the back of the theater and then also it was on the opposite side of the street it was a SunTrust bank so that was open and it was uh, traffic coming on both ways so cars can go up and down the back of the the movie theater but it was a whole nother like an type of open space that you you know go and um Sorry, I'm stumbling and rumbling. It's because this is my first time, like, putting this content out in order to talk about it. And only shared it with a few people. And, um, it's really personal. So, I'm trying to get this out. Um, so, I was walking. I made that turn. I didn't know. I didn't, I mean, I was looking around and I made sure nobody wasn't following me and I was going to be safe. And I was walking really fast, so as soon as I heard that corner, and I started walking, I didn't hear this Jeep drive behind me. And next thing you know, on my left side, a guy approached me in a um, go Jeep, and he was like, hey, do you know where the nearest pizza place is? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know where the nearest pizza place is. It's actually right in front of the movie theater. It's called Mad Pie Pizza. And he was like, oh, really? Okay, cool. And I was like, yeah, it's right over in the front. As soon as you turn around, I did the hand gestures. You know, as soon as you turn around this corner or you can go around, you know, again, it's right there, Mad Pie Pizza, right there on your left side as soon as you pull up. He was like, okay, cool, thank you. I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm not from around here. Is there any other good pizza places? And then I was like, um, yeah, there's pizza places everywhere. And um, I, me, I get real irritated fast. So it's just like if I already explained to you there's pizza places and there's one in front of you, why ask for more information? So then I was like, yeah, actually, if you keep down on Thimble Shoals, you know, it's um, this place is really good. It's called Benny's. If you could look it up in your phone, you know, you can. He never reached down to look for his phone. He was just really looking at me. He didn't move like he his eyes was locked. Now, this guy, he was um, Caucasian, ashy blonde hair, blue eyes. Uh, green, greenish blue eyes look like his look like he's in his early 30s you know built really well and um and he had a gold jeep and the back of the windows were kind of tinted a little bit and he had like i don't know i think it was like a fishing sticker on his on his car or truck or whatever it is jeep same thing um and i was trying to look you know, at the whole image, and I was thinking, what if somebody, you know, come out the back? I need to make sure if anyone's in the back, is anybody trying to run up behind me? And you know, because he was just stalling, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not from around here. Just making sure. Thank you so much." 
And I was like, you're welcome, no problem. So I started to walk. And then his car followed me as I'm walking. Then he was like, yeah, so um, is this place like, is it like New York pizza or it's just like regular pizza? And then that's when I knew that this guy was not going to leave me alone. Um, I was like, you know, my pie pizza, I'm not sure I never had it. Try to keep it short. And then he was like, oh, okay, well, what about that, that Vinny's place? Is that pretty good? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. You should check it out. He was like, well, where is it? And he was trying to look out far in the distance. And I was like, if you keep straight and then you make a left out and you keep straight, it's right there on your left side at the light. You will see it. And then he was like, can you show me it? And then that's why I was like, oh, here we go. Um, I was like, no, um, I don't know what it is. And then I was like, do you have a phone or anything? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was thinking, okay, this guy is not going to leave me alone. So I was praying that a car would ride past because I was going to wave it down. Um, and then I was thinking if I run back, it will be a shorter distance if I can ask for help and if I run forward it'll be a longer distance and he can get out the car and hurt me then I was trying to stall and I looked at my phone my phone was on 1% it was on 1% I was like oh my god so I have to stall and see if someone's calling me so when he was like oh okay do you mind showing me I'll put the I was like oh hold on one second someone's calling me so I put the phone up to my face and he was like okay okay um and then I heard him unlock his uh the un- unlock the doors in his jeep and I was like fuck <laughs> I'm stuck now and I'm like okay yeah I gotta go I gotta go um he was like oh okay well well um I don't know I, I was just really wanting to get some directions because I-, I know I'm gonna be lost and then I said, okay, well, where are you from again? And his eyes got bigger. And he was like, oh, um, you know, I'm up, I'm from up north. I was like, yeah, what part from up north? And then that's when he looked at me and was like, okay, she's catching on. She's smart. Um, and um, I noticed that he was like, yeah, I'm just from up north. I'm trying to, you know, get some good pizza and relax you know on this beautiful day and I was like okay cool but yeah they're over there so then I noticed he was staring at me a certain way and he was leaning over I don't know if um what he was looking for but he kind of tilt over to the left side to see if anyone was coming I guess out his window and then like he had looked at me real fast and I noticed like when I was trying to walk further he was still like following me and I'm like bro like I'm ignoring him at this time and then I looked and he had his pants down the whole entire time and he had his penis out and he was jacking off the whole entire time when I was talking to this guy bro um I was like in that moment what the f is happening right now um i i didn't like 
scream, yell. I just thought about the worst case scenario. If I scream, he somebody could come out and get me, you know, in that freeze moment. Or if I don't scream and I ignore my ask questions, he can like, you know, like leave me alone. Or if a car come, I'm praying that a car come, I waved him down, run to the car. Car came. I waved it down, ran to the car. And he was like, hey. I was like, oh, that's my ride. I gotta go. I gotta go. And then I was waving him down and I was pointing to him. And then he had drove off. And I was so pissed and I was so stunned because I didn't get um, his full license plate. I only remember the three letters. Um, I don't remember the numbers. I remember his face like yesterday and what the um, Jeep looked like, which traumatized me till this day. Um, I went, well, um, yeah, I waited for a little bit and then I had went home and I took the long way. I didn't take any shortcuts. I didn't take none of that. I took the long way. Um, and I was just praying that everything's going to be okay. Just stay in people's eye. And um, I made sure I didn't walk home. I just really sprinted home. And um, I couldn't, if I was afraid to go back into city center because he might be out there. Like, I seen him circle around too when I was um, sprinting home. Um, and I felt like I was being watched. And with that being said, I didn't want to go back into city center because I didn't know who else was watching me. And then I didn't know if he was going to be out there and it could have led to something worse. So, um, I decided to charge my phone. I called the guy I was talking to at the time. He missed my phone call cause he said he was talking to someone else that was important. And I was like, okay. And then I went after that. I was just letting him know hey that happened I called the police right after that I did a report they said it was going to report it to city center I called city center just to make sure um I gave them the description they were really shocked mind you because I, I guess that normally doesn't happen and I'm African-American and he was Caucasian and I'm like well it doesn't even matter it happened you know no matter what race you are. So they reported it. I put it, I upload everything to Facebook. I put an awareness out. Um, one of the news reporters got in contact with me. They uh, wanted to report the story, you know, to bring awareness for women to be careful. Um, spoke to her for about two to three days. I never got aired on the news, which was really disappointing because that was just a short glimpse of my story. But I know for women, like, women are trafficked and they don't get to go home. You know, they don't they don't get to see another day. They're in two, they're in different countries, you know, in different states, working different jobs, doing sex acts that they, they don't deserve to be in and don't want to do they're being forced you know against their will and for them not to put that up there and and it's not even me to for like clout or to be famous or to just to be seen it's just more so it shook me so much to the point where I felt like I was nothing 
I felt nothingness. I felt I felt powerless. I felt stuck. I felt unsafe. I felt betrayed. And I kept saying I, I wasn't even wearing revealing clothes. I wasn't wearing revealing clothes. And then I kept saying that and I realized that it was not about wearing revealing clothes. It was about that demonic presence over me, that person that was, you know, trying to lure me in. And he had got me. He's one of the tactics that I'm going to go over with you guys is simply asking for directions. And this is a grown-ass man, and he knew that there was pizza places everywhere. He has a vehicle. He has a phone. He has other people to manipulate, to engage in conversation with. But he followed me as I was going home, and he watched me. And he made sure I was by myself. And that's how he was trying to lure me in. Into his car, to do sex acts, to get him into his property... And that would have been the end of it. But I trusted myself, and I'm very aware in the experience that I had before, I would never do that again. But the thing is, um, sex trafficking is really something that really, like, plays on your mental like the criminal act that's being done on the woman and men and children like i it's it's crazy like that person that's trafficking victims they can go to jail they can be prosecuted they can be charged for prostitute you know kidnapping you know pimping doing the prostitution act but however the victims they're left with a big scar on them you know sex trafficking is very devastating and it leaves consequences for us we suffer from long-term and long-lasting psychological trauma most of us are left with diseases you know that's uncurable that or we can't get the medication for and you know the hiv the aids um being drug to the point where it becomes an addiction that that person has to have Um, suffering from malnutrition and being around social environments and social groups and just not trusting you know that's something that um, plays a big role on the mind the mental Um, and also when you're trying to be a normal teenager or you're trying to be a normal adult and you go on out into that environment and world it plays a big role on dating you know having that family trusting having children children you know it's just really hard because you feel defenseless because you don't want to you know let your guard down because anything could happen and it's just more so even when not even in the dating room is with friends um you can't trust your friends as well because like i said the friends they'll lure you into trafficking as well you'll meet someone on the street and they'll try to lure you in let's go over tactics again people they'll ask you hey can you check the time what's the time and you know that that's simple oh okay i got it you'll look in your purse you look down boom somebody snatch you uh you know what time is it where's 
dislocation for pizza for food and I'm not saying all the time they'll happen but I mean it's just more so with like those tactics like location time um people approach you in the store while you're walking by yourself you know hey not not saying I'm not a crackhead not doing this not that just asking for money I mean you get the money I mean it's crazy they'll take you um they're getting really bold they're really going up to people in um local grocery stores in the communities like a food line walmart's a really big one kroger's if you're going out at night they're um, really doing that they'll be in a parking lot you'll never know there will be one or two other people or three other people all together really trying to lure you in they'll talk to you about um organizations they'll use the mother role like serving god like the um saying that god is a mother you know god is a woman and they're trying to um attract you in the spiritual realm so walking by yourself going to your car saying hey that person saying hey my car broke down can you give me gas can you follow me here never pull your car down never you know like your car window down over your door um you know most people try to sell you perfume give you business cards get you to smell things putting paper on your car door putting things on your car throwing an egg don't don't wipe it off don't take it off your car it might have a substance on it you know people making small talk trying to be your friends trying to invite you to events that's really small you don't think anything of and you come by yourself and that person's texting you yeah yeah that's the right location that's it that's that don't do it make sure somebody come with you make sure you research make sure you you ask around you know um the tactics, like I said, they're your friends. Hey, you should spend a night with me and come over. Or we should go to, you know, out of state together. Or we should go to a foreign country and you don't know nothing about this person. And they'll lure you in. You will never go back. You know? So it's just like friends, too. Most friends are really jealous. They'll to be like, oh, you can be with this person or... Oh, it's just fun. Let's get drunk. Let's have a good time. Let's go out. Like, you got to be careful with going to the club as well. I know most people want to go out and want to do the dating on their own. Please let people know where you're going. People think you're grown. You don't have to tell nobody where you're going. Okay, that's fine. You are grown. But let people know. Let somebody know where you're going. Share your location. Share where you're going, Your, you know, who you with let people know that you're safe and also the biggest thing that's happening now is the lyft drivers and uber drivers now there's hackers getting into this account where um you get in a people car at the end of the day you get in a people car you don't know so um there's a lot of sex trafficking and human trafficking going on um with those companies and people hacking into the app make sure when you get into the car you'll have protection again when you get into the car, make sure the knobs are on the car. Make sure that, you know, you can get in and get out. Make sure you have your pepper spray. I mean, look, at the end of the day, y'all get your hair and nails done at least 
sign up for a protection class, get a license to carry for a gun, get some pepper spray again, something to protect yourself. Share your location when you get into the Lyft cars. Always share your location when you go in and out. Make sure you protect yourself. So, um, again, this is me live coming to you, letting you know that this is my experience on how I was almost lured into the sex traffic ring realm with um, knowing a friend and um, also walking by myself thinking that everything's okay I'm untouchable I, I wasn't thinking and um, it put me in a mind state now where I have to protect myself and even when I am dating or if I'm single I still want to be safe for myself um you know, when I'm out in public, to always have the protection because it's really getting dangerous out here. Um, again, be safe, know the tactics, um, call 911, make sure you have that, in, that number um, for sex trafficking in your phone. If you see any sex trafficking or human trafficking, report it. Make sure. Um, People don't try to stop you in the parking lot, stop you at a gas station. Don't go, try to avoid going out at night. It can happen in the broad daylight. So let me um, stop that right now. It can happen in the broad daylight because it happened to me both times in the daytime. Okay? Both times in the daytime. It was not just at nighttime. It was the, the first one was somebody that we knew of, and I was with my best friend. And the second time, it was in the daytime where I went out just to go for a walk to enjoy myself. You are an easy target when you are by yourself. Again, you are an easy target when you are by yourself. You are an easy target when you are defenseless, when you have no weapons, when you are engaging, when you are happy, when you are helping people. If you're not aware of your surroundings, who you are, who you are with, and who you are not with, you will be tried. Definitely you will be tried. Um, And it will leave a scar on you, even when you're tried. And um, I can go into a lot of information on how, like, I have trauma now. Like, I know that I ha- I don't trust anybody. Like, I don't trust anybody. I don't trust my friends. Most of my family members, they'll put you in situations where I can't get myself out of it because they think that's the norm for them. So... Protect yourself at all costs. And um, again, sex trafficking happens everywhere. And it's not just in foreign countries. Um, Again, I just want you guys to be safe and to have awareness so that you know that I'm in your city. I'm in Virginia. And it happened to me. 
twice. And I'm so blessed to share this information with you guys. It's been really heavy. And I've been wanting to do this podcast for about like two weeks now. And I've been stalling and I've been crying. And I've just been up and down and thinking that this no one's going to listen. And this is not good enough and it's not going to help. But I'm just letting you know. A lot of people are being unheard and not sharing their experiences that can help somebody. And whoever is listening, and if this is to help you, I'm letting you know, never let your guard down. When you go over to your friend's house, make sure that you have your protection. Make sure you're going over to your friend's house. Do not go over to your friend's house alone. Let your parents meet their parents or their friends. Don't get in nobody's car that you don't know. Please, I'm telling you, don't do it. I mean, like the dating room too like you you trust your boyfriend okay but you don't know his friends and you don't know what your your boyfriend past history is see it gets it's to get deeper the teenagers want to have these boyfriends y'all want to go and see them but i know teenagers so 15 16 year olds go catch lifts just to meet their boyfriends and get dropped off at a school at night just to meet up with a boy that they like because they don't have that guidance. That's what it is, that protection. Someone in their ear to say, hey, that's not safe. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. If you want to meet somebody, let him come meet you. Let him let him come see you. Let him come see your family. If you can't have that boyfriend or that friend around, then you can't have that boyfriend or that friend around. It's their... And those rules are there to protect you. Okay, so again, please be safe. This is my experience. Um, And stay tuned for more. Um, Please be safe. Look out for sex trafficking. It's happening right in front of your face every single day. There's different forms of sex trafficking. Um, don't, don't think it won't happen to you. So, thank you guys for tuning in. And stay tuned for my next podcast. Alright, bye-bye.